Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Guys, I am here with Tori Jones. He is the writer-director of Wicked Ones, which is a sequel to The Wicked One. This is the story of the Lawson family, and they go back to Carpenter Falls. Now, jumping right in, do they go back specifically to confront the killer, or is this just something that happens as they've returned? So they actually go back. She hasn't been back there in 10 years since uh, all the, the crimes happened. And um, they actually go back there for a son's music gig at a, at a small event. And she's sort of been running from this situation for 10 years and all the trauma and all the, the issues and the survivor's guilt. So when she gets back there, she's thrust back into this mess and everything just sort of bubbles over. And the son is Daniel. What I thought was really interesting, this is a straight up, unapologetic slasher movie we're gonna get that we're gonna get that out front yeah it it's creepy and it's gory and what led you Tori to the genre of horror because it seems like that is your forte that is your passion yeah what led little Tori to this to this part (laughs) uh it's my father's fault actually my dad um when I was when I would spend time with him as a as a young child we would always go to the local video stores and rent movies. And I was just walking into the movie store. Um, I, I was just enamored and just amazed by the posters on the walls, you know, Candyman and, and all of these old horror movies that were on the wall, the posters, and we would rent horror movies and then we would go back and watch them. And I loved how they made me feel I would be scared, but then I would laugh because I had gotten scared over watching this stuff. So that just always stayed with me. And, and I think that horror is an outlet that you can use to explore lots of issues that you can't necessarily in other genres. And uh, so, yeah, I've always loved horror. Yeah. They do frown upon, you know, plunging a knife into someone's chest in a (laughs) rom-com. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, I know you're, you're a father. Are you traumatizing your own children? No, there's certain like scary movies they've watched uh, like child's play with Chucky and stuff like that. But they're just kind of like, uh, they're not interested in scary movies and they sort of, <laughs> my son wants me to make superhero movies, but he doesn't realize that that takes millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they just kind of look at it as, oh, dad makes movies. So that's just the cool thing. Their friends yeah. think it's cool, but you know, they're just kind of, they're, they, it's normal, it's normal to them. So they're just kind of like, eh. yeah, it's old hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might as well be an accountant for all they care. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the brainstorm i mean you could make a horror superhero story yeah i I mean i've thought about stuff but i don't know that's a that's a a steep slope to try to climb the licensing and everything yeah oh what are you gonna do well i know you're based in kentucky right Mm -hmm. i did not know until probably a couple days ago there's a bit of a film boom going on in in kentucky Mm -hmm. where of films are being made in the area have, have you noticed that is that were you born and raised or is that you know yeah. you just moved there okay all right yeah there's a there's a few there's a few guys i know that that uh is doing film around these parts yeah well it lends itself very well to to um locations and landscapes absolutely yeah so it's coming out september 13th a video on demand. it is as we said it's it's quite gory 
but it also has a really good story uh, to me of this family that's trying to keep it together and keep themselves together. You've got the mom, um, Alex, who by all rights, understandably could completely lose her mind and we would totally understand, but she's managing to keep it together for her family, Mm -hmm. you know, and even as spoiler free, even as things begin to happen that are completely out of her control, she's still trying to do the best that she can, which I thought was pretty cool as a mom, you know, as a parent, you can relate. Yeah. I drew a lot of inspiration from my mom because uh, my parents split up when, when I was very young, I was four or five years old. So I watched my mom um, struggle as a mom, sometimes to hold it together with me and my sister. So a lot of, a lot of the family elements I drew from, um, and her and my dad had a great relationship, but it's just hard. You know, he lived two and a half hours, three hours away. So it was just hard growing up uh, with a mom. And, and so there's a lot of inspiration there that I pulled from real life uh, with family and with conflicts and conflicts within the family and the brother sister dynamic and, and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things that we pulled from. Um, the youngest sister is basically uh, based off of my co-writer's daughter, uh, Nathan Thomas Milner. So he based a lot of her and her dialogue and her her character off of his daughter. So there's a lot of personal stuff in this film that, that you know, people don't realize that you just pull from, you know, your normal life. Right. Well, people are, are always saying, write what you know. Yeah. Get inspired by things that you see, things that you dream about. Get it down on paper. Get it, you know, get it up there in film for sure. Absolutely. So who is the wicked one? So the wicked one is... A character that, as a young teenager, uh, stumbled upon this ancient rune on his family's property, probably uh, has a symbol carved into it, probably by Native American, and he begins to see visions and be haunted by this crow bird type entity, and it drives him uh, mad. It drives him to end up, you know, uh, killing his family, and then he's locked away in the first film, and then he, of course, he escapes, comes back. And in this film, we sort of show a lot more of what's going on inside his head, that he's tormented, that he's haunted by this. That was sort I think that sort of sums it up. Like, this is a character who is literally being torn apart by uh, this entity, this figure. So that's who the wicked one is, sort of. Speaking of entities, I hear one of your little ones in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah, that's, that's the, the wild one. That's that, that uh, dynamic you were talking about. <laughs> you know. well, isn't it strange um, for the Wicked One? And in, in this film that we're talking about now, Wicked Ones, there's copycats. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a spoiler. I think that's actually uh, up front. Right. But isn't it strange something that the Wicked One himself or itself didn't have control over. And these people are emulating him as if it was this to them wondrous thing. Yeah. That's so refreshing to hear you say that means you actually got it. <laughs> that, that, that sums it up. Like to me, that was the whole point is he doesn't have a choice necessarily mm-hmm. to be what he, I guess in some ways he does, but they it's, they're inspired by his violence. Mm-hmm. So to them, oh, well, this dude killed his parents, so we'll kill our parents. And then, you know, that they escape. And I don't even know if he really pays attention to them as they're, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, 
and I could, I could get away with that because in the first film, he doesn't pay attention to the other like mental patients that he's in the asylum. So they almost like they're following him and they're calling him daddy and they're over the top and just they're, they're nuts. Uh, and he's just steady and, and it's almost like mm, they're, I don't know what's wrong with these two, but whatever. So yeah. Right. Yeah. They're doing all these things to, to, to gain his approval or his love. Right. No. Mm-hmm. And no clue. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Idiots. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very. Well, you know what? I was going to say Manson like, but no, because Manson actually like influenced and, and encouraged. Mm-hmm. Right his followers to do the things and the wicked one is just like he's so caught up in his own torment slash being possessed yeah yeah no clue that these two chuckleheads you know that that, that they're running around doing what they're killing these poor you know just these poor young people that all they wanted to do was have sex in you know the hallway i mean (laughs) (laughs) well and their, their methods are so different than his like they're you know the wicked one doesn't torture the wicked one kills you know what I mean? He doesn't, and they, they draw it out, man. It's a game. Like they're, they're torturing and they're doing these, these horrific things uh, to their victims and, and to our characters. And he's not that he is a, a, a kill it and quit it guy. Like he's just, that's what he does. So is his purpose just to extinguish, just to like snuff it out, snuff out a soul? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, I drew a lot of inspiration when coming up with this character is when you look at real crimes that have been committed and like, why some, some of it makes no sense. Some of it, there's deep rooted issues, but other people just killed just to, they, I mean, they got off on it, you know, and that's screwed up. Like it's, it's, it's super screwed up. So some people just enjoyed real, real criminals. They just, they just enjoyed it. Right. And I don't necessarily think that that's the thing with him. Like I said, I think he's conflicted and I think he's definitely under the influence of something supernatural, um, at least in his mind. But I think that, yeah, his part, it's, it's just kill, 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 kill. And meanwhile, the other, the, the copycats are doing it for, I almost said attention, but just for the fun of it, yeah. which is disgusting. I think it's both. I think they want to. They want the attention and then they want to be tied into that mythos and that legend. Like, you know, they heard about what he did, like literally when the first film is happening or has just happened to their kids and then they mm-hmm. kill their parents because they, Oh, we've mm-hmm. heard. Of and now we flash forward to, to, you know, 10 years later. And then they, it's by chance that they end up or fate, however you want to look at it, that they end up released. Well, I mean, we could, we could d- dive down that rabbit hole of, uh, the penal system and how it fails, but <laughs> we're going to keep it light as light as we can. That's such heavy subject matter. <laughs> the film is intense and I don't, I don't feel like a lot of times it'll be broken up to kind of relieve a little bit of that anxiety that, but in the wicked one, it's, it's notching up. It's notching up to, to the, till the credits no. you have moments that, give you a little bit of relief mm-hmm. but the pace is incredible mm-hmm. it's just it's go 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 chop, chop, chop. It yeah. so I can't imagine do you have to like are you okay 
when you get done or do you have to like decompress for a little bit or this film um and this is a little known fact some people know this this film was my hardest to make um and walking away from it i honestly said i don't want to do some of this stuff again because i felt i was so like yeah it took a lot out of me um and even watching it like i haven't I haven't, it sounds bad, but I haven't really watched this film in years. Um, just because looking back on it, there's things that I did that were done because there's things in this film that happened because I, it was like, what is the worst possible stuff that could happen? What are my fears? Like if I was a parent, what would be my fear of what could happen to my children? And there's things in this film that I think are very real and do happen. But it, I heard someone say, and I've carried this with me, art is not safe. And this film is not safe in some aspects. Um, definitely don't want to do some of the stuff I, I explored in this film again because it got dark. It got really dark uh, at times and it did take a lot out of me. But I was not okay when this film was done for a while. Like I definitely had to decompress and like come down. You watch nothing but Marvel movies. Like yeah, I, I don't think I, I, when that film was done, I didn't watch a horror movie for like six months. Yeah, I, I was like, eh, like, I don't even want to see a kill or anything. I just want to be done with this for a while. So <laughs> I'm going to watch Paw Patrol 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was rough. Well, that's crazy. So, so that leads into the next question of what's up next for you. So this film, Wicked Ones, was actually shot in 2019. And uh, then we shot it towards the end of that year. Then the pandemic happened. So it's literally taken since 2019. It's taken, oh gosh, three years now that it's finally coming out. Um, since that time, we shot two other films. My next film was very much more lighthearted. It's more goosebumps and mm. more, uh, I call it a Halloween version of Jumanji. Okay. So it was basically about three outcast brothers that steal this mysterious board on Halloween. And then they unleash these ghouls under their town. Um, nice. So it's very much, much more lighthearted. And that was called They See You. And that actually releases worldwide in October of this year. They See You. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a trailer on um, YouTube uh, of it. And then, of course, like I said, it's releasing in October. I don't have the exact date yet, but it's early October because they're releasing in time for Halloween. Is it on your website? It is, yeah. Okay. Which, for everyone listening, is jonestownfilms.com. So they see you October, which is a perfect release date, obviously. What would, What's the rating on it? Like, what age would you say? Um, it, there's, so there's no, there's no sexuality type stuff in this film. There is language, and there is some minor gore, but it's mainly done as, like, the gross stuff. It's not, it's not any, like, ultra-violent, like it's not the wicked ones <laughs> it's not wicked ones yeah uh, and and that was by design I was like I need to do something really different next that just is not we're not going down this dark rabbit hole <laughs> and then uh and then we actually just wrapped on my newest film uh the first of August called Phantom Fun World Ooh. and that yeah. is about that is about sort of like an indoor fun park kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese uh that this terrible stuff happened uh, in and then of course they're reopening it and terrible stuff starts happening again so again it's definitely not as dark as wicked ones uh it's more of a fun it's got sort of a fun vibe to it as well more in line with like halloween uh halloween or, or a film like that but yeah nothing 
I changed. I've changed my direction since this. <laughs> <laughs> so gone down a little bit of a different avenue. Yeah, a lot of fun though. I mean, I think to create a really fun spooky ride, something spooky but also fun is a lot. And you mentioned Goosebumps, and I literally just watched the movie again, yeah. the Goosebumps film again, and it's yeah. There's some cheesy moments, but it's a, it's a hell of a fun time for, you know, a couple hours. Phantom Fun World was heavily inspired by like Scooby-Doo. Uh, so when you, it's like an adult version of Scooby-Doo. Like you have these, these young people who now are working at this um, indoor fun park that they're reopening and some weird stuff starts happening and how is this happening and is this, what's going on and and stuff like that. And even the design and the vibes, if you look at the artwork and if you look at like our promotional stuff, it's very, it's very reminiscent of Scooby-Doo. If you right. search Phantom Fun World outside of the movie, Scooby-Doo is what comes up. So. Well, yeah, like Scooby and the gang at the, at the carnival where they're, they're running past all the, the little midway things. And I'm glad that for you and for your own well-being. Yeah. A little bit of a more fun space, but you know what? Wicked ones. It is for people with that dark taste. Mm-hmm. I will say there are people that can watch it and go straight to bed. No problem whatsoever. I liked it. I got more involved as, as we said earlier, I got more involved with the, the family dynamic of it and mm-hmm. the, the mom aspect, but it's a slasher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, you said October is they see you. Say about a PG rating. Yeah. I mean, if it if it if it did have an R rating, it would be mainly for language. Yeah. And, that's- and that's actually, actually, language wasn't written in the script, but they kept improving it. And I, I cut as much out as I could. And I literally I told my actors I would, after it was done, I was like, you guys said a lot of like you cussed a lot in this film. And they were like, that's- no. I was like, yeah, yeah, you did. That's like my guideline for what my kiddo can see is if he wants to watch it first off. Yeah. Gore is okay. Like he knows it's, you know, he knows it's fake. He knows that vampire, you know, zombie, whatever um, language. He's going to hear it around the house. Um, <laughs> as long as you have any S-E-X as we spell it out. And he can watch it if he wants to. He's seen parts of Deadpool. He's seen mm-hmm. uh, The Walking Dead. If he wants to see it, as long as there's no sex in it, let him watch it. I, I hearken, they see, like I said, it's like, if I could compare it to anything, um, like I said, it's it, it has Jumanji vibes, it has Monster Squad vibes, um, and it has Goosebumps vibes. It also is kind of reminiscent of the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark movie that came out a few years ago. Uh, it, kind of in that vein, honestly. Like there, I mean, people totally get killed by these ghouls or whatever, but it's not... It's not gratuitous and it's not exploitative, if that makes right. sense. It's more like, Ew, like your that dude's head got crushed and like his brain yeah. splattered. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. Well, scary, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. I used to read the books and ooh, some of those were kind of scary. Yeah, they were. It was like, oh my God. And when you stop to think that a, a lot of those stories were hundreds of years old, like these people yeah. were something. He actually, with, with, with Wicked Ones, that was, uh, I felt that that film wrapped up those characters' arts, um, like the, the mom and the dad who are from the first film. I feel like it wrapped that arc up and they got closure and they faced it. So when I moved forward with other films, with those two and with the one 
that we're in development with now and hoping to shoot next June, uh, I wanted to do something that was just more fun, more in a different direction. Cause I don't think people realize what doing a film like wicked ones. And it is people would think that I'm being negative. I'm not, it's just to do a film like that and to say gloves off. It takes a lot out of you. And uh, it, it certainly did me. So like our next film is called screen for summer and it's sort of a, uh, a whodunit it's a mystery like these these young teens go to this lake for a week away and they're staying in this uh, lake motel and there's other people at the motel and then people start dropping and it's who is doing it why are they doing it and mm-hmm. so it's sort of a mystery that's a lot of fun I don't know that we've had like a summer a summer film like that like the I know what you did last summer or yeah, I'd, uh, I'm blanking on the other one. Scream, obviously, but no, um, I know what you did last summer, kind of the final destinations where it's like the, the ensemble, like you're saying, where, you mm-hmm. know, a group of young people. I don't think we've seen that for a while. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to do something that is that ensemble. Like you said, that is about a group and mm-hmm. somebody in this group might be the person doing it and then they might not. It could be someone else. So that's what's going. Actually, what I'm doing with the cast, once we start casting it, I'm going to give them the script up until the finale and I'm going to omit the finale. And then I'm going to say, hey, guys, so while you're acting in these scenes, I want you to keep in the back of your mind, you might be the killer. Mm-hmm. So play it as if you might be the killer. You might not. You might be. And I think that'll be an extra dynamic to the actors that the, that'll be super cool for them to, to play with while we're shooting. Yeah, that would be a lot of a lot of fun, actually. Well, I love that you were able to to tie up the loose ends with the Lawsons, leave Carpenter Falls behind for people that want to see it. Like we said, it's going to be on demand September 13th and Blu-ray with special edition is available for pre-order now. It'll be out November 8th. Keep your eyes peeled for they see you coming sometime October of this year, mm-hmm. next year for Phantom Fun World and Scream for Summer. Yep. Sounds like everything. Yeah. So kudos to you up in Kentucky. I have an aunt and uncle there in uh, Lexington. Oh, I'm about about 20 minutes from Lexington. Oh, that's cool. I have to tell them that there's a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, That's great. So people can go to your website, jonestownfilms.com. Are you on social media? Can they follow you or can they follow Jonestown Films? Yep. I'm on social media. I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram at official Tori Jones. And uh, you can follow me on there, add me on there. And I usually post about what we're doing and what we got working. And, and yeah, you can follow me on those two uh, platforms. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And I'm glad that we have some lighthearted horror to look forward to. And I'm glad that you've recovered from Wicked Ones. Absolutely. I am too. I hope people watch it though. I'm not speaking bad about it. I want people to watch it. Absolutely not. But if anybody, any filmmaker makes an incredibly dark, gory film and says it didn't affect them, they're either a liar or they're like a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not all, but a lot of creatives have written something or created something and had to sit back and go, I don't know what demon possessed me here. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, what people are like, man, that is so it's really intense. And you did this. And I'm like, yeah. You know what though? Sometimes creativity is a way to 
to just kind of purge your own mind. Like yeah. before Stephen King wrote Pet Cemetery because he had a nightmare about something happening to his kid and him writing it yeah. helped to deal with that fear that the, the nightmare, you know, instilled in him. Absolutely. So we got to do, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, Tori, you have a wonderful night and uh, tell your wild child I said hello. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're upstairs waiting on waiting on me. So I got to go do the dad. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> All right. Well, have a wonderful night. OK. All right. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Keep in touch. OK. All right. Bye bye. Bye, Tori.